Evil Squared Comics, episode 10, season 2. Episode. Or should I say season 2, episode 10? It doesn't matter. Or I'm, through, you just need to I'm done. Skip this whole season and go to the next one, considering how this year is going, you know. Oh, just go to season 3? There you go. No, I'm we Scott. Have to, we have to trudge through all the crap first. Do you? Okay. And we get together about every couple weeks and talk about all the comic books that we've read, all the shows we watch, all the movies we watch. But there's no new movies. There's a. I only read two comic books this week. There's and, new movies to me. And there's a, not a lot of new TV going on either. So it should be a short episode. Probably so. But we still have to drink our beer. So we got that going for us. We got. Uh, We're just watching old TV. Artemis Fowl or something like that. That's. Oh, yeah. I tried to read that book to one of my kids. It was horrible. It comes out Friday on Disney Plus. Does he make it? I watched Empire Strikes Back the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. To celebrate the fortieth, you know, anniversary, oh, anniversary or whatever, of it. Nice. Type thing. It holds up still pretty decent. You know that? They say that's the best one. Uh, I can see that in some respects. Did they? Is this an old movie or is it a new movie? What's that? The Artemis Fowl. It's a new movie. Didn't they make one? Nope. No, not that I know of. Hmm. Now there's the a book, book has been out for oh, a long there's time. several books. I know. Yeah, I bought exactly. it when yeah. my kid was little. I don't think they made a movie of it yet. No, they they signed a deal to make a movie like freaking, I don't know, like hell, it may have been close to seven, eight years ago or something. But mm. now they're finally getting it. So it's going straight to Disney? It's yeah, it was going to go to the Plus. theaters, but they obviously they changed their mind. Yeah. They're just going to put it right in the streaming service. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, which is interesting why they chose to do that with Artemis Fowl and not, say, Mulan. Well, I think Mulan, they're expecting to make a lot more money. I believe so, too. I think it's purely a money game. And Artemis Fowl, I'm guessing they didn't have as much invested. They weren't expecting, not as high expectations. Probably so. Probably so. Yeah, there's really not much of a big name uh, type of thing going on there. But I guess the same as with Mulan, though, too. But I don't know. Well, all those live-action Disney Remakes have been making buku money. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. really mean, decent. Hell, The Lion King made like a billion dollars worldwide. Worldwide, yeah, it probably did. It was definitely up there. I think Beauty and the Beast made like one point two billion. They did a live Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but then it made a one point two billion dollars. Emma Watson yeah. as Belle. And How long ago was that? Three years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. I don't know. Something like hmm. that. I don't remember that. Really. It's not too bad. Uh, the biggest problem with it, though, is the fact that it's it was just pretty much taking the cartoon and they made it live action. You know, yeah. they really didn't. Change that was that. like the Lion King too. I never watched it, but yeah. I heard it was pretty. <laughs> the much The Lion the same. King. They added a couple of little scenes type things, more for trying to show maybe I guess some feminine power type stuff. Um, but nice. Yeah, the Lion King suffered, I think, still because of the fact that it it was a little bit longer than even the animated, and it just didn't feel like it was really needed. The only one I saw was Dumbo. That was good. Dumbo's actually pretty good, and at least it was a uh, detour off the you know the animated. Yeah, movie. I don't really remember the animated movie, so yeah, I'll take no, your word for it. It, it was it's good. It, I actually liked it. It was um, kind of dark. I expected it to be a little more funny, but yeah, it's, but it's fine. Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton, so, so you it, expect it to be kind of It dark was what too. you expected. Uh, Jungle Book. Was it Book. like Elephant Man? Mm, not quite. That's uh, not Tim Burton, though. Yeah. No, that's I know. David Lynch. I know that's David Lynch. Uh, Dumbo, Elephant Jungle Man. Book, though, was really good. I think. never saw it. Yeah. They did a live action Jungle Book? Yeah, they did a live action Jungle Book. Uh, <laughs> ju- uh, Favreau did, directed that, so. 
I don't have any interest in like pretty much Disney movies in general, uh, and then not even rehash now, especially not rehashing animated. Yeah, I, I'm not. Stuff. It's like a lot of them are free on Disney Plus, and I just can't get that motivated to even somebody watch them. Some of them are good. Aladdin. I actually like the Aladdin. I heard one. it was good, but yeah. I just don't have any interest. Kyle Strong posted something that they're gonna make the Black Cauldron now live action. They I are heard that talking rumor. that. Yeah, that is a rumor. <laughs> so, wait, so, I, but I, what they need to do there is that's actually part of a book series, like five books or something like that. I remember reading those when I was younger, and uh, I really enjoyed that book series. And then they kind of effed it up when they did their cartoon because they were trying to jam pack all sorts of stuff in there and they didn't know if they how dark they wanted the movie and all this other crap but yeah if they could come back and actually instead of remake actually take a lot of that and maybe make a series of stuff out of it it could be pretty good so that black cauldron movie okay like i read the books when i was a kid too and they were good but i think i saw the movie before i read the books okay possibly. i was the other way around but anyway i was so excited for that movie when it first came out because it's like swords and sorcery and it's like you know i was all into yeah. all that kind of stuff I remember feeling let down at the movie, oh, like yeah. at the time, and so. But yet, that movie is kind of hard to find. Like, unless you're going to buy the DVD. Well, because Disney was forget it. So over the years, I've kind of built it up into my mind as this holy grail. I want to see it again. And so finally, Disney Plus came out, and it's on there. Yeah. And I sat oh, down and watched it. Yeah. It was like a disappointment all over again. It that is. movie is just—it has so much potential to be awesome. Like it could have been so good, and somehow they just effed it all up. It's just. It's like it's, it's almost there. It just, it's like it just needs a few tweaks here and there, and it could have been awesome. But yeah, it's like, yeah. it's just not. Hmm. Well, they didn't know if they really wanted it to be kind of kid friendly or dark, yeah, or they do and, these weird things. You and can then do. They, you can do. Then both. they fall into yeah, but then they fall into like just the typical stereotype trap, you know, type things of saying, "Oh, we yeah. got to hit these certain beats," which like yeah. makes it kind of boring too, in its own way. And I, I don't know. Yeah, they. Because uh, sure. yeah. I I was the same way. I, didn't like, even know I remember books. watching this when I was young and not thinking it was the greatest, but I can't remember ever seeing the thing again. So I like threw it on there and was like, "Yeah, it's boring." It's like the movie that Disney tried to forget, and yeah. then uh, I don't know. Like I say, it just I watched. That'd be great if they made. Like, that'd be awesome if they made like a five, you know, yeah, part series, part like series of it. But they won't because I just don't think it has a big enough audience. Probably not. To invest I just remember money. really enjoying those books when I was younger. Yeah. So. Yeah, but if you went back and reread them, they'd probably be crap. They, they very well might be. Yeah, sure, I did go back. Realize. I was trying to read one of them to my one of my kids, and they didn't really. Work they didn't really hold up. Okay. Well, they weren't that interested, so I didn't really get through it. But I think they're good. I don't know. I remember really liking the fourth one, where Taron like goes to like find himself and like wanders. You know, Taron wander. Or whatever. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. I watched that old cartoon the uh, fire and ice oh that holds up okay that movie was bad <laughs> other than other than like the art was yeah cool. the frisetta art is so the frisetta cool. art is cool but the story oh, is yeah, it's so basic boring like i just wanted it to be over it's so watching uh, it and just wanted to be over and just watching it and wanted to be over it was horrible really? but the animation is so uh, cool the animation is cool but <laughs> huh uncut gems I felt the same way about that movie. But it's not animated. I don't know what that is. Uh, Fire and Ice. So let's let's break this down a little. Fire and Ice. So I started watching that again. I didn't get through it. I was watching it at the gym. Right. It's kind of awkward to watch when other people are watching you because it's animated. It's like cartoony, but that lady is so scantily clad. It almost makes you feel like dirty because it's like a cartoon, but it's like, you know, it's like 
ridiculously I can't believe my our parents let us watch that. Like it's really like gratuitous. There's like, not any real There's no nudity, nudity, but I mean she has like I mean the smallest amount of clothing on right. that you could possibly get away with through that yeah. whole movie. Hmm. And I she's all like bouncing the whole time no. and everything's oh, moving no. around. Hmm. But it's Frazetta and the animation is just really cool. Yeah. I mean, I like just watching it just for the cool animation. Yeah. Well, that's about all you get. And the Frazetta art direction. Yeah. But, I was, but yeah, I, the story is pretty stupid. I was just like, when is this thing going to be over? I'm sorry you had that experience. Now I want to go and watch it and see if it's really that bad. <laughs> go for it. But it is telling that I started watching it and didn't finish it. So right. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah, yeah it could be. Very well could be. But yeah. Well, another one of those I always thought would be cool, but I think I tried. Went back and watched it once, and it wasn't Rock and Rule. Remember that one? Yeah, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Cause yeah, that's, that's another that's one. It's like, why, is, why are all these weird animated movies from the 80s like so obscure and hard to find? Yeah, because the 80s kind of weren't so good. When it but came that's Don Bluth. Yeah, I know, really but cool a lot of the animation is really good. Well, yeah. that is true, because there were some good ones there. Because, uh, what, when did Secret and Nim come out? It would have had to been the 80s. Secret Nim was good. That's one that you can find still, because it yeah, holds up. because it was well. good. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these movies had really good animation. They just missed it on the story area, Could the be. writing. Yeah. Don Bluth was hitting it there pretty well there yeah. in the 80s, I guess. Between that and what was an American Tale his and uh, yeah. something else he had in that time. Didn't he do too. The Great Mouse Detective or is that not him? Yeah. Yeah, know. probably The Great... Well, was that him? Yeah. I don't know. 90s had some good ones. We had Iron Giant and Titan A.E. Yeah. And, a couple, and Treasure Although Planet. Titan A.E. was considered a bit of a flop. It, Although no, they, did Commercially, it was it. a flop, but I thought quality-wise, it was good. Yeah. I, I, Same with, I, like, yeah. uh, Treasure Planet. Like, that's a really good movie, but it, it really flopped. is. But there again, can you find that one hardly at all? Well, I own it, but yeah. But other than that? Yeah. I mean, it's Who like owns it went it? I guess Fox owns it, right? Do they really? It's a Disney film? You would think it would be on Disney+, Plus, but I don't think it is. Huh. Like it's yeah, like these movies are good, like these animated ones, where they have some good qualities, and if they flop, it's like they just poof into the air. They do, or something. yeah, yeah. They I just want to forget about. Them. What's the other one? Uh, not Fire and Ice, but it was like around the same time, and not Rock and Roll. Hmm. Um, Heavy metal. No, not that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I can't. I was gonna watch old it. Dogs and go I can't to find there it. was this old one called Orion Star Chaser. Yeah, no, that's not it. Like, it's in the vein of Sword and Sorcery. Oh. But uh, it's like Fire and Ice. It's like one Wizards. called Wizards. Wizards, that's yeah. the one. Mm -hmm. that, I was, can't, that was Bashki. Bashki. Yeah. I can't find that anymore. Well, I think you can rent it, but yeah. you can't watch it. Yeah, for you can't free. watch it for free. It's you like, can't these watch movies it have to be either. cheap. Like, I mean, whoever owns the rights, it's not making any money off of it. You think I, they'd sell it to a streaming service. I was going to sit down and watch Wizards after I watched Fire and Ice, and then I couldn't. Couldn't stomach it. Well, no, I couldn't. I didn't want to pay. For <laughs> Wizards it. is really bad, though. Fire and Ice is, is way it? better than Wizards. Really? Oh, I'll yeah. stay the hell away from that. Then. I always wanted to rewatch a Flight of the Dragons. Remember that one? No. Oh. But like that movie's nowhere either, and it's probably horrible because. You know. How about the animated version of Return of the King or whatever the hell it was? I like Return of the King. It's the Lord. Of, it's the middle one that was bad. Did they do the Lord three of the Rings? Because well, The Hobbit was good, they did Lord the of the Hobbit, Rings was bad. They did Lord of the and Rings and then Return of the King, King was King, good. But I don't think that they ever really did Two Towers. Well, that's because yeah. it was all mixed in with Lord of the Rings. That's right. So, like, they made Lord of the Rings, which was supposed to be all of them, and they, like, ran out of money, so they made, like, up to Return of the King, and they somehow found the money to make. Return of the King, yeah. But Return of the King was more like the animation of The Hobbit, and then the middle one, Lord of the Rings, was trying to be more like Fire and Ice kind of animation yeah. style. And more of that crap. photo, uh, what do they call it? 
Or the where they draw yeah, the Bashki. The Bashki where he draws over live action. Over live action, yes. Yeah. Yep, exactly right. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't watched the original Lord of the Rings I don't either. I when Disney yeah. Plus came out, I've been wanna watch um Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yeah. It's Was like it a Disney there? movie, but it's yeah. not on there, is uh, it? Oh, it's too scary. Mm. I know we watched it when I was like seven and I was scared out of my mind. Yeah, I know. Like, that's why I remember watching it. That's why I want to rewatch it. That's why I want to watch it. Well, I'm younger than you, Scott. I guess it's true. But I, I actually liked that way back in the day when I watched it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. But I mean, it was thriller, you know, type yeah, thing. I mean, freaky. it was tense, you know, type thing. But that's what I want to watch on Disney+. That movie Plus. scared me. That movie and Poltergeist and The Shining are my scarred childhood. Yeah, that fucking ripping his face off in the damn mirror. Yeah, that scarred me. I think I was eating pizza. At the and time. then Fortress. For some reason, that movie Fortress, that made for cable movie, scarred me. What? Mm. Oh, okay. Freaked me eating out. the chicken with the maggots on it. Ooh. Yeah, that was not good. It was yeah. the clown. The right. clown is so freaky. We've, we've killed a little bit of time by completely yeah. taking a complete segue. <laughs> it could be Uncut Gems that's the Adam Sandler movie on Netflix yes you haven't seen that or watched it no it's yeah, good you would like you're it. not missing much <laughs> we watched it over the weekend Scott didn't like it I don't know somebody... I enjoyed it it's it's a very kind of edgy Adam Sandler like edgy movie. but it's got some type of weird it's got weird music artistic it's very artsy it's kind of like an auteur auteur kind yes. of thing yes auteur auteur yeah and honestly, so I think, I think I'm okay it. with some of that. The bigger problem is the fact that the guy makes awful decisions through this whole movie. And, so and he's very unlikable. And, yes, and he's unlikable. Your anxiety is just high and whatever the hell else. And what happens yeah, at the end, you wish happened in the first five minutes and just get it over with. So, you know, it's hmm. it's interesting. Um, but it's it's edgy kind of crime, kind of like... I, I think you might dig it. I started watching uh, The Lighthouse. Oh, I've heard weird good? things about that. That's by the guy who did The Witch, right? Yeah. But isn't yeah. that yeah. Watched the Witch? I did. I watched it after we talked about it. Did you like it? It's good, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I so good, right? It's but such a slow burn is what's cool about it. Lighthouse is just a completely total slow burn. Yeah. Is it? What's that leading to? I mean, it leads up to something at the end? I'm hoping one... I don't know. I'm assuming... How long is it? Is it like hours long? I don't know. It's like a couple hours, maybe. Okay. I'm assuming one of them probably goes crazy and kills the other one, but that's kind of what the witch had. Crazy and kill everybody else. Kill everybody else, yes. No, it's just Willem Dafoe and the new Batman stuck in a lighthouse. Sparkly Batman. Sparkly Batman. Okay. Stuck in a lighthouse, like in the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, or whatever. Going slowly, going crazy. Yeah, because you're only supposed to be there. When does Captain Britain show up, though? Captain Britain. They're only supposed to be there for like two weeks or four weeks or something. <laughs> and then they're supposed Three to come. Three hour tour. Yeah, they're supposed <laughs> to come and relieve them and the relief never shows up. So now they're just stuck there for years. Probably years. Nice. I don't know. Cool. Well, there you go. Is that a Amazon Prime or something? Yeah, it is on Amazon Prime. I don't think I can convince my wife to watch that. Yeah, I don't think my wife. Isn't it all black and white too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird too because it's like not letterboxed. So it's like you have the black bars on the side of the TV. It's not letterboxed? Well, whatever. It's four it's, by three? It's, it's, it's what? Not, it doesn't take the whole screen up. Are you Who serious? The fuck does that yeah. Happen? It was Jesus. released in the theaters. No, no, I'm not, just saying. Well, how I, is it not letterboxed? I don't know, dude. Is there a setting you missed? 
<laughs> Everything else is, spills the whole screen except this movie. Except this so movie. I don't know what to tell that you. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Uh, okay, so maybe I did he maybe shoot I, it on like video or something? Maybe I did miss the screen. I don't know. Or wow. maybe I did Even miss the Blair Witch Project was shot on film. I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Blair Witch Project. God. Oh, God. That was a pretty bad movie. It was great at the time. It was. Uh, it was an interesting experiment at the time. Yeah, I, don't know that I, I bought great. into it at the time. Yeah, I bought into it. And I thought. Yeah, do you remember was that was like? Do you remember like when that movie came out and mm-hmm. it held all the the hype, hype about yeah. it? And, oh yeah. But that was like back in the early like. You could download. We would download trailers. Yeah. On the computer. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I like think back to that. It's like you'd sit there and wait for like whatever, <laughs> two or three minutes for the, for the trailer. trailer download. You gotta wait for the whole trailer to download. <laughs> so we watch all at once. Be Otherwise, it'll keep buffering and stopping. Yeah, that's right. You would download the whole thing. Oh, ah, fast day. internet is nice. What well, was it, this? The Star Wars trailer. There, watch the, over and over. Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Yeah, I remember downloading the whole thing the and then watched it fifteen times. <laughs> right, and the Spider Man. Ooh, movie. look at double bladed lightsaber. What was the movie that everybody went to go see? Because it had the Star Wars trailer in front of it, and then they left. <laughs> it was Enemy of the State, wasn't it? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? This was Enemy of the State. It was like they sold a ton of tickets because people (laughs) just went to see see the trailer and then they all left. Uh, I think it was Enemy of the State. I think it had the Star Wars trailer. Huh. Uh, The 90s. Uh, They were good. Crazy. All right. uh, Let's see here. Any other things to be aware of movie-wise or anything else? I don't think so. We got hooked on. We got hooked on this show called Alone. Alone. What's that? It's basically it's survive. It's it's a reality show. Uh, and so it's on Netflix. Okay, so just answer. Say yes or no. It's on Netflix. Season six is on Netflix. Okay, mm. and that's the one that we started watching was season six because it was on Netflix. Don't but now one season. Yeah, and it's the sixth one. But you can watch one, two, and three like on Prime, and then there's like a couple on Hulu or whatever. Hmm. Wow! But anyway, they're the, all getting into it. Huh? The premise yeah. is they take ten people and they drop them like in a remote location, and they have to survive. And the last man standing wins like five hundred. One man or woman wins like five hundred grand. But the the sixth season, they, have they to said kill they, the other people. No, Sounds you're like isolated same. from them. And and you have they give you it's all like handheld camera like phone uh, cameras. So it's like you try to survive. Yeah, it's you like real to, survival. Yeah, what, it's what we all real, thought survivor was gonna be. Right, it's like real survival. Uh, and so the and this, so what people tap out at some point. Yes, you can tap out. Okay. And then there's in this one it went and they were pulling people because they were medically out, dying. Well, no, but they would lost like twenty five percent of yeah, their yeah, weight yeah, and like their organs were ready to shut down or whatever yeah. <laughs> but really yeah you can you can tap out on your own like if you just like okay i'm done like this it sounds like a liability so it was like, waiting to happen i think right i know watching one of those but uh type so it was like this this last one went like it went really 77 airtight, like agreement beforehand well it went like 77 days 77 days? Yeah, this, the winner stayed out there for 77 days. And somebody stayed out there for 76 days? Yeah. Well, they, so there was... Because they told the guy everybody else there was, out, right? No, <laughs> see, that's what's weird. So, like, they had two people left, and they went, they do med checks, periodic med checks on them, just to check up on them. And so they went to the one person, 
and they did the med check, and they pulled him from the game. What day was that? Like, 76 or 77, whatever, like, that day. But I was like, I, I was worried like the guy go, like they would just go get him. Yeah, I've heard the guy went out day fifteen, let this other guy go for twenty six more. Yeah, days no, but they time. let him go for like longer than they probably like a day or so. Like oh, they let okay. him go after everybody else tapped out. But the crazy thing was, so there were three people left. It was crazy like day thing. day seventy two, and the one guy, he's in his shelter and he was cooking food. He caught his shelter on fire. Hmm. It couldn't get it put out. And so he's like, it's like midnight, zero degrees outside, and he just burned everything that he owned. And so, like, he calls, because they have phones, like satellite phones or whatever, and he calls them, and he's like, yeah, I just burned my shelter down. He's like, come get me. I'm tapping out. Well, like, you won! Right, and they're like, the lake's frozen, so we can't come get you by boat, and we can't fly the helicopter at night. So we'll be there when it's first light. (laughs) So this dude's at midnight with no shelter, nothing. Everything's burned. They're like, just try to hold out until we get until there. We get then there. they show up like eight, nine hours later <laughs> to like get him. And I'm just like, if I'm the dude at that point, I'm just chopping down trees and I'm throwing them on. My no thing. shit. I'm, and I'm a saying, bar. get the like, fuck <laughs> back. I'm not tapping out. You guys took to goddamn. Exactly. Long. I'm in this fucking exactly. game. Exactly. Oh, but. Yeah, it's it was it's kind of it's kind of crazy, man. Oh wow! Because you've got people because you're totally isolated because they drop them like where they can't get to the other person. Did you guys watch you yet? Mm. No, I don't yeah, watch that. Is I watched that's the one where the guy's like a I don't know. He, he, is it a movie? Yeah, it's a series, it's a series on Netflix, seasons. but he's a bit of a stalker. Type. Yeah, he's like stalking this girl, and then he like falls in love with her, and they start dating. Uh, we actually haven't watched both seasons. Then he decides to lock her in like a cage in the bottom of his bookstore. Yeah, I'm huh. not much of a fan of it. Why? I mean, he's got some good. Yeah, yeah, he's got some good Never acting, I suppose, and some I don't know decent writing. My wife really liked it. It was okay, but huh. my wife really liked it. Yeah, Brandy, I think. Well, I women like that show because yeah. I think we're stuck on. Really liked it. I think we're stuck on like six seasons of Alone now, okay. and we're still in the middle of. Uh, justified because we got to like season four uh, or like halfway through season four. Well, we're on Ozark now. We watched Dark. I liked that. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah. I haven't watched that. Yeah, Dark's not too bad. I watched another episode of the G.I. Joe cartoon. Woo-hoo. I'm sorry. That is bad animation of the 80s. <laughs> Alright, should we talk about some comics? Sure. I only have two books. I just have my continuation of why the last man I have two and a half. I can see if I read anything digitally. Maybe I read something digitally I can talk about. Oh man, Zach's been reading crap right now. Uh oh. So anyway, I don't think there's anything there. Alright, go you go first, Don, because you have the most. I have two and a half. You do. Which is I have been trying to read uh, Paper Girls, but I'm not going through it. I like that. I read X Men, Kitty Pryde. That's not centered at all. Well, that you didn't like the book. <laughs> the I know. best ever is Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Oh, oh dude, it's really pretty. I'm, I'm having so much fun. They like, might be the two best characters ever in the X Men universe. Good, this is a fun series. I'm having so much fun reading this stuff. So, like, I'm reading this and, and it's Chris until you got the heart of the atom. I bet. Yeah, I'm trying to plow through that. Actually, it's really not. It's bad. terrible. I want to know where it's going. But it takes too long to get there. But uh, anyway, so like, this is a six-issue miniseries. It came out 
mid eighties. Wow, I guess. that coloring actually makes Al Milgram's artwork look good. The coloring? Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, it's not that bad. It's Milgram's not, great. not that bad. Milgram's uh, interesting. He did the he did the intro for this, and he was saying that he really wanted to do it because he there's so many darks like blacks and stuff. So yeah. it it is there is a lot of um, I guess you call it. You said Al Milgram space now. Kind of I should. But uh, anyway, so the interesting part about well, what I liked was so like halfway through. All right, so the story is. Kitty Pride Wolverine. Kitty Pride and Wolverine. It was like six issue miniseries. Um and um so Kitty Pride is new with the X-Men. She's still the kid of the X-Men. I don't even know if she's always the kid around. Of the but, she never uh, grows old, does she? But um, she gets a little bit older, but right. it takes like thirty years to gain two years. But age. she's she's at she's in Chicago. Her parents are getting a divorce. So she's still so, a pet dragon? She doesn't yeah. have the pet dragon yet. Uh, yes, she does. Well, it's not in this. It's not in this, but she has a pet okay. dragon. Well, I know. That. Well, that's what I was asking. Was it in this? Lockheed? Does she still have it? Yeah, Lockheed was like, um, you know, two... Yeah, what, 79? Was, well, she had Lockheed before you even started reading. This came out in the middle after we'd already read for a okay. while. Your timeline. Because that was through. Paul Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, parents are getting divorced. She's parents are getting divorced. So, she's... Wolverine. <laughs> yes. So she is <laughs> she is in Chicago. You remember yeah. this very No, well. that's not what happens. Yeah, Wolverine comes to save her. She goes by herself. Mm. So she's there visiting her dad in Chicago. Her dad's a banker. He's in trouble. Um so she comes in to meet him. Yeah. yeah. So she comes in to meet him and he's having a meeting with these um Japanese people. And um she's supposed to spend a week with him. And he comes and says, I got to go to Japan because my new business partners or whatever, they want me to meet these people. So just go back home with your mom or whatever or go back to Westchester. Well, she's worried about him. So she hops on. She, um, what do you call it? She hops on a plane, but she sneaks on. Stowaway? Stowaway. So she stows away on the plane. <laughs> I can't think of the word. So yeah, it's okay. I she's a stowaway on a plane, and she goes to Japan. She Japan. finds her dad. She finds the place where her dad's at, and um, she walks in on the business meeting, and they're like, get her. And so then she tries to get away, and this guy, Ogun. Ogun. And I think he might be the guy that's, like, in the Wolverine. Where's that music coming from? I don't know. Man, I think Wolverine like has some history with him, like possibly in the Frank Miller Wolverine series. Yeah. The Ogin guy might be the guy that Wolverine's fighting, but anyway. I don't think so. I think he was introduced in this. Okay. Well, anyway. That was Mariko's father. Ogin captures her, and then the the older, the Japanese people are like, well, you can have her. And so then he... How's her dad feel about that? Well, he doesn't know because... Uh, she stowed away? Well, Yeah. But so then, he basically trains her mm -hmm. to be a ninja, Ogun and to, does? Ogun yes, does because Ogun does. we're on page he's, forty now. Yeah, wow. because he's going to try. He, I guess he he's like watches her, doesn't he? Kind of. It's weird because I don't know if it. I, I don't think it's actually, but they show it like he reverts her down to like a little baby, and then he teaches her as a little baby. And she becomes a ninja, and she becomes a ninja. Remember when the eighties when ninjas then, were so cool? I know. But then it um, reminds me though, kind of like a V for Vendetta type of thing, you know. Oh, like, yeah. uh, 
But, but I think except for Alan Moore got the idea. But then I think later on in the series they kind of referred to that Ogan is supposed to be immortal, and he was basically training her because then he was going to imprint his soul or his body or whatever on her so that he could live on forever because she never forever. But so anyway, so she gets trained by him, and then she, God, she must escape. I think she gets away, or he sends her on a mission or something. And then she's trying to get back, and then she calls the mansion. Wolverine answers the phone. But she's in the phase where she's really new, and she's like, I'm the kid. I don't want to talk to Wolverine and ask him for help. Like, I want to take care of it on my own. Like, I don't want to have to rely on them. Like, it's my problem. Well, then Wolverine, I guess, figures out what's going on. So he hops on a plane, and he tracks her down. And then he finds her. And then Mariko gets involved, right? Yeah, he has to he has to break her train. I knew this for ten days. Yeah, that's part of it. I can't believe you remember that. Well, it's on the cover of one of them, but dude, I remember this series. Yeah, this was the bomb. And how am I doing? Pretty good. So okay. far, so good. You're on page I don't remember the details. Sixty or so. I don't even remember the last three issues. But I remember the first few issues being kind of slow. Yeah, and it gets really good towards the end. Yeah. But then the, the cool part is, so, like, then Wolverine's over there. Well, Professor X calls. And this is, like, it, it reminds you of, like, how tight-knit the Marvel Universe, how small it was back then. I know. It's so nice. I know. It was so nice because it's, like, Professor X calls Wolverine. He's, like, you need to come back right now. He's, like, Storm just got hit by a federal agent, and she's yeah, lost her powers. Goes. And it has a little thing that says X-Men yeah. number 185. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, I remember that. And then, like... He's like, oh, yeah, and your buddy James Hudson, the Guardian or whatever, he's dead. <laughs> like, they killed him, you know, and it's like, it's an alpha, so it, like, puts you, like, right in that. That era. That era. Ooh, look at that. And it's just so cool. Oh, yeah. I love that shot. Let me see that. Yeah. Shut well, it's me. even better. Like, she the... shoves her sword right through Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, she stabs Wolverine. Cause Aren't there bones in the dead. way that are blocking it? I nah. guess she somehow slipped it through all the bones. Slipped it through all the bones. She's a ninja, dude. She's right. She knew exactly she knows exactly where to put it. Well, there's a better, the, at the end, when it's Does the... Does he have adamantium? When it's the... Oh, yeah. When it's the final showdown, the confrontation, and it's um, Ogan, Wolverine, and Kitty Pride. He goes into berserk mode! He does. He goes into berserk mode, which is cool because you don't ever read about Wolverine. I don't remember Wolverine going berserk. Yeah, I know. Except you when he killed the Hellfire Club. Right. You don't ever parties. remember Wolverine going like berserk, but they do. He goes berserk in this. And then... Uh, do you know that Wolverine goes berserk sometimes? I did not. He goes into a berserker fury. Nah. Or a berserker rage. And he can't... His mind, like, closes and he just starts killing. He just becomes It's a basically... Wolverine. He did the berserk in um, the... Berserker! He did... <laughs> <laughs> make fuck. <laughs> Did he just say make fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> in, in the movie with Hugh Jackman, where he they do the project, whatever, he goes berserk and kills everybody, and then he's out in the... What? <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Every Wolverine, every X-Men movie. Well, I know, but what's the one? Is it Origin? Jackman. The one where they did the Barry Winters... <laughs> You know that Wolverine movie with you, Jackman? Oh, like you mean one, every Wolverine six, movie? Was there another Wolverine movie without you, Jackman? probably what Stephen if I really count out. <laughs> you know the one with you, Jackman, though. Are you talking about the one with Ryan Reynolds? I believe so. The Origins. As Deadpool. Origins. No, the one with you, Jackman. Do you remember that Wolverine Ed Ryder movie? Never mind, Jesus. That's only, what, like three films? Exactly. Oh, that was good.
He's not Deadpool. He's like Weapon he's Deadpool. X or whatever. No, he's Deadpool. No, he's Deadpool. He's Deadpool. All right. He basically goes berserker, berserk in that. He okay. Uses yes. Berserker powers yes. in that movie. Excellent. Berserker powers. Berserker powers. Um, but so then, yeah, so then Wolverine gets her. He howls he at the moon? Is un- that what he does as part of his berserker power? He howls the moon? Howls See? at the moon. Howls oh, at the moon. Yeah, the moon. that's before he goes berserker. That's before. He's dreadful. He hasn't gone berserk yet. Yeah, he's, he's like draining so- the moon for his power. <laughs> that- Maybe. For his berserker so power. So Wolverine right. gets her. Oh, and <laughs> Wolverine gets her back. And he does the training. There she is holding a sword up. And uh, you know how long you can hold he breaks up, the Scott? spell, and so then they go after Ogan because they have, forever. To, they have to break the spell with Ogan, and they have to finish it up and all that stuff. So. Oh, wow. And then it's all happily ever after. Of course it is. Except Wolverine's healing powers don't work as well in this as they do now, like later on. <laughs> they do now. Because she stabs him. I just remember the 90s, I think his healing factor was like... Wait. scrambled up for like 10 years. Yeah. Oh, I just can't recover. I gotta go for mission. To oh, mission. yeah. I just can't recover. But I no, mean, they carried that on forever. Yeah. But no, in this, it's working. But, I mean, she stabs him, and he's like down. Like, he's not back to full power. Well, she like, did blow his back guts out the back right. of him. I mean, that's fairly significant. Yeah, but, you know, like in the movies, I mean, the sword would have healed. Like, his flesh would have healed know. around the sword. Like, instantaneously. I'm not sure all went out the back. It looked like maybe like a lung went out. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, I, don't know. I wouldn't do that. It's really good. Um, when you get to the end, when they have the final fight, where That's the best part. Kitty phases. Imagine if Kitty phases. Oh yeah, because Al Milgram's okay, but he's more of a what do you call it, a journeyman? Yeah, right? like he's just kind of a workhorse. Like he gets you done, but yeah, he's not exactly inspired. So that she phases through. Yeah, she phases through. There are a lot of words in that. There are. There are. Um. So I was listening to, um, or watching slash listening to the, um, and I'm just not done with it, but the Kate Babe with Chris Claremont. Isn't that grueling? Yeah, dude. Chris well, I love how like he just talks like they can't even get a word in no, anyways. But he is just word vomit. Oh my god! And, but the part where he was talking about how like back, back then, back then. Like people like John Byrne could do two books a week a month. And yeah. Blah blah blah, and he's like, but. That was our job. Like, we did that and we got paid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, that was how we fed our families. That was how we paid our mortgage. Yeah. It was work. And he was talking about how, like, you know, nowadays, you know, back then they weren't drawing a book to sell the artwork. You yeah. know, they were doing it to get it published, to get a paycheck. Yeah. And um, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it is. I've heard, I've listened, I mean, I've heard stuff stories and stuff from him that I hadn't heard before, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, there were a couple of tidbits. The one with the uh, Sal and John Vecina. Which one was that? So he was talking about the story about how he, he was in the Marvel office one day, and uh, a delivery guy shows up with, like, three pages from Sal Vecina. Uh-huh. And then, like, an hour, like 20, 30 minutes later, like, another messenger shows up with, like, four pages from John other Vecina. Uh-huh. And then, like, 30 minutes later, like, Five pages coming from the other one, and it yeah. just keeps going on and on and on. And they were like back at home, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna do four. I'm gonna do five. And he's like, "They just fed off of each other, yeah. which is cool." But, uh, but no, he's yeah. 
I don't know. I, I tried to... He's interesting. He, he did start... I don't know. After a while, his rambling got a little old. But no, he had some good stories. And yeah. he had some interesting perspectives. He did come across a little bit as like, it was so great back in the day, and now it's all ruined. I mean, he's kind of got that old man right. thing a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I remember talking to Greg Smallwood at like one of the cons. He's like... I was like... About like speed and getting stuff done. He's like, well... It would be... It would be fine if they didn't require the artwork to be so detailed. Now. Right. Like the ex the expectation is there's so it's much different. and so many artists ink themselves now. Like Smallwood doesn't have an inker. I mean, most people don't have an inker. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of artists, they just ink themselves because they want to control it and make sure it's perfect. Because it has to be so detailed and so much. You know, it's just a lot more is expected, and so their the expectation is higher, so it takes more time. Right. And so people are like, well, Don burned it. Well, one, also a lot of those old X-Men comics, if you go back and read them, they're only like 18 pages. They're not like 22. And so it's like, that makes, I mean, four pages is a big difference, you know? Yeah. And I know John Byrne was fast, but he had Terry Austin over there, like, fixing everything. And, right. I mean, so, I don't know. I mean, there's a few guys that admittedly are fast, like Jack Kirby, that dude just cranked shit out, you know? But, I mean, and his stuff was really detailed. Yeah, too. it was really yeah. good. I mean, hell... Yeah. Some of his inkers were erasing stuff because they didn't want to ink at all. Right. right? But <laughs> What's that, dude? That's the infamous story that uh, yeah, Mike, Mike something. I don't think it's Mike, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. I thought it started with like a V or something. But yeah, it might have been. But, but anyway, Val Staples, maybe? I don't know. No, no. Um, but, but yeah, they would talk about how he would just like black over it or erase it. <laughs> he didn't want to freaking ink at all. So obviously there are a few exceptions, but I mean, in general, I mean, I think art today is a lot more, you know, detailed. Yeah. Well, he also mentioned how like now, cause he's doing like a story, he's doing a Wolverine story with low, with, uh, who's the, not La Roca, uh, that he did. Maybe it is La Roca. It might be La Roca. He likes working with that. Who he did, like, stream X-Men with? Was yeah, that was like, Okay. Yeah, Salvador. Salvador LaRocca. He called him Sal. Sal. <laughs> but uh, he was talking about how it's different now because, like, back in the day, you know, you would... He would plot the story, he would send it to the artist, and then he yeah. would let the artist create what they wanted to create. Correct. And then he could come back and he would do yeah. a Passover. He's like, now... Yeah. He's like, now we don't have time because our margins are so small it's like i write it i send it off and then it goes straight to the editor and then yeah. it gets printed yeah. so i didn't even get a chance to go back over it and like look yeah. at it i think that was a good method i wish they could do more of that where the artist has a little more freedom because everything's full script now it seems like you know yeah so. oh well who's on here alan grimes is watching and kate shea is watching yeah hi guys hello so hello peoples do you mean do one? I like I said, I only have. Did you read? All, have you read all the Copra, the Image series? All the Image stuff, yeah. The so that's six issues. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Ooh. Talk about Copra. This is Copra number six. Copra. Six. Fifty six pages. I was like, fifty six pages. What the heck? Because it's four ninety nine. But then, like, it's like. The main story is like splash pages. He tries it's to all tell, splash. It's and splash it's and it's silent. silent, and that's interesting. It's a cool like little battle sequence they do. It's a little hard to follow, so I don't think he completely accomplished his goal. I think it'd be better if I was more familiar with the characters, though. Right. I'm still kind of getting my feet wet and trying to get my head wrapped around everything. But then the rest of the book, he's like got some old like indie comic that he published. Yeah, he that said it was a negative reprint land, or a reprint. 
Yeah. Which is cool, but I mean, it's kind of artsy, kind of indie, kind of like something you'd find at a Comic-Con from, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not quite fully formed or whatever, but it was cool. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know that he's going to start doing stuff as like limited series. So like, I think it's a new number one with the Okazan saga. But Cobra's cool. I'm really warming up to Michelle Fifi. Michelle. Michelle Fifi's artwork. Like, I mean, it's kind of raw and it's not perfect, but then that's kind of like its charm. And then he has really cool layouts and some of this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm really warming up to his artwork. So that's cool. Since I just started with the image series, I guess there were like, what, six trades before this? Yeah, but... Did you buy all of them? Uh, no, I bought the first one because okay. I didn't want to buy all six at the same time because yeah. they were like... It would have been like a hundred bucks or something, piece, but, yeah. but uh, so about the first one from Image, um, and I read like through half of it, not because I just got away from it. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I really do want to eventually buy them all and sit down and read it, and then read the Image stuff too. The so it definitely stuff. feels like when we're a kid and we're like uh, starting, you know, you'd start a new series in the middle and you have to catch up, right? Or whatever. I'm still catching up, and I'm not quite as. I don't know if it's. They don't explain stuff as well as they did. Like, Chris Claremont would explain every issue, whatever the X-Men right. was, right? He doesn't do that, and so it's no. taken me a little longer to get up to speed. And so even six issues in, I barely even know what these characters are. I'm not yeah. quite sure what their powers are. I mean, the art is cool. I feel like I like it. It's just, I don't really... I think if I go back and was to read all those at once, it would probably help quite a right. bit. Well, I, I think... Done that yet. And so, like I said, I like it, I enjoy it, but I know that there's a lot of stuff that I'm not grasping or getting because I've, the method that I've chosen to. Right. Well, I think even, I think even, because like, I, I, I read it, part of it, and then I also listened to um, an interview that they did on um, 11 O'Clock Comics with him. Excuse me. And I think even, like, the first issue, like, it just jumps in. Like, you're, like, in the yeah. middle of the story. and that's fine. But and then least... they slowly backstory, like, yeah. you learn it, you know, yeah. later on. But Correct. it's not like, you know, page one of Youngblood, this is Shaft, and this is Blah, and yeah. this is Blah, and now we're going to go on a mission. Correct. It's kind of like you start in the middle of a movie, and then... Like I do you, hope. You get this, and then you go back. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm enjoying that because it kind of feels like a throwback to like those Youngblood right. 90s books. Oh, yeah, he's definitely like an image. You it's know almost I mean? like, like it's, it is interesting because it's like it's a throwback to that stuff, which was cool, but yet it's a little more, I, think, I don't know, I think it's better done. I think he's a better artist than a lot of us. Well, right. a better artist, but you know It's what a I mean? different style. It's a little nuanced, but um, yeah, I really I enjoy like it. I just... Style. Oh yeah, I I like fun. it too. It's it's so, different. I really dig it, but like I said, I'm, I feel like I'm almost just buying buying it on faith at this point because I'm not quite getting out of it what I think I should. Mm. I don't reading books monthly is so hard anymore. Yeah, you know? and it's like my attention span is shorter, and <laughs> you know, it's like you just get such a small snippet, and I can't really remember what happened good. last month. Yeah, it's like going back and reading Paper Girls. You know, slight segue. I've been it's, reading it all together. It's, and it's all like, new to me. And I read it monthly, and I'm like, when I was reading it monthly, I was mostly just confused most of the time. You know what I mean? I got the big overall stuff, but all the details, and then reading it all together, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, this story is actually very simple, and it kind of makes sense. And, I mean, it's not super simple, but, I mean, it's not super complex like I thought when I was yeah. reading it monthly. I, and it's fairly, it's a fairly focused, like, smaller story. Like, I mean, I thought it was this grand opius of time travel. I'm like... Oh no! It's really just these four girls jump into a few different time 
it kind of all comes together. I mean, it's not, it's not as confusing and complicated as I thought it was reading it monthly compared to reading it all Mm. in one sitting or not one sitting, but over a few days as opposed to, you know, three years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure this will be similar. So I think I should probably make time to sit down and like reread that first arc before I jump into the second arc. Because I remember enjoying moments, but I don't know that I got the whole story. So. Well, piggybacking off of that. Oh, man. Sandman. Is it Preludes and Nocturnes? Uh, This one is Dream something. Dream country or dream country i don't even know what this one's about oh well, it's when they this one's just a rest. bunch of little one shots don't they introduce really a bunch of the endless in this one not really no. okay no, no it's, it's just a bunch of little one shot and it's it's probably the shortest of all 10 trades trades um it's only four issues jesus yeah and jesus the last thing that takes only up probably, four issues so what How probably takes up a quarter it? of it $15? is is that they uh about these cheaper and single issues pretty much well there's a script there at the end and i think that was back oh, you know before script. people yeah. were releasing their scripts you know and everything a lot and <coughs> so i mean that takes up like i said probably a quarter of the dang book holy you know? crap it does yeah so it's pretty long there but this one like i said it's a series of one shots to kind of keep setting stuff up the first one is uh Calilope or something like that so where it's like a muse they got captured about around the same time that Dream did. She must have had some relationship with Dream in the past, and they had a falling out. But uh, essentially, she's being used by these writers to um, help like them words. help them uh, succeed in in the world with uh, excellent, you know, books and whatever the hell else. And then Dream finally comes in, steps in, and releases her and. It makes it sound like she had a kid or something like that of his, theirs or something. I don't know, but there's that makes it sound like there's some type of backstory there between the two of them. What are you doing? Flipping? I tried to figure out what issues it was. Oh, but like uh, I think it's the back. back, but maybe it probably tells you on the see back. It. A lot of times they'll say it in like on the, fine, the back cover. Listen, a lot of times they'll say it in the fine print here, but they like did this weird like Sanskrit or something. Oh, here. they did that. I know that's weird. And it does not say on the back. Let's see. It okay. just has a couple on. quotes. Okay. I see. Uh, the other one is uh, what A Dream of a Thousand Cats, where it's basically like uh, the cats and one of them trying to start a revolution to say, I had a dream, you know, type of thing, where they're uh, trying, basically they're telling a story where the cats used to wor- rule the world and they were these giants over the humans and that the humans all came together and they had this one united dream and then the next day, Cats were their servants, and so they're this cats going around the world trying to get the cats to all dream the same dream and take over the world again. So I think he just got to the crux of why Neil Gaiman doesn't always quite hit for me. I think he's a cat person. That may be a dog person. Maybe, and so I think we're just not quite. Ooh, it's Kelly Jones. Uh, artwork in there, yeah. Being like it's a different artist there. It's a thing. A little I different. I, it, I liked oh, it better than I the previous like guy that you guys ta- that we talked about last time. Sam, Sam Keith. Keith. No, no, no. no Keith's the Drinkwater the guy. Yes. Yeah. Dirk Wazer. Something like the, that. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Dirk. Oh, it's right there. I know. Dirk Waxer. Dirk Azer. Dirk. I don't remember. Keith. But anyway, this is the ninth printing. Yes, it is. There's yeah, a lot of printings out there. Game in his yeah, he'll, a lot. But then after Dream of a Thousand Cats, then you have um, 
Oh, the one that gets all the accolades, Midsummer, Midsummer Night's Dream, where basically it's the uh, Will Shakespeare one, you know, where they I hate basically. That one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I hate for Shakespeare. The, for the one where it's supposed to, it got all the accolades and like won tons of awards. It's not one of the better, to me personally, better issues type thing. Partly because I'm with all, you. I I'm not all with high school trying to figure out why my English teachers were so obsessed with Shakespeare. Yeah, I'm. I'm not I a big Shakespeare fan. Out. Seventeen. The script is for seventeen. Okay. Okay, which I think is Kelly. The first one. Yeah. Because it's Kelly Jones artwork. So seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seasons of Mist. Probably that's what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out what the next one season is in this one. Yeah. That's the next one. That's the next one. That's like 21. Yes. So, yeah. So, we're, we're getting there. I like that. But one. anyway, you, yeah, exactly. But you got the Midsummer Night's Dream, which, I mean, it's it's okay, but because so of what the is that? Sh- like, Shakespeare. I don't remember it at all. Well, the big idea there is the fact that Dream said, hey, Shakespeare, I gave you dreams, you know, of things so that you can write these plays, but you owe me like two plays in particular. And one of them is this one, in which it makes it sound like Dream gave him the ideas, you know, on this one particular more. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And it, it, he wants him to perform in front of the fairies, essentially. The, um, and the idea is that the fairies seem to be in like another dimension or something. I don't know where, parallel well, earth. I don't know what. Would it be better if you actually knew anything about Midsummer Night's Dream? Oh, I'm sure it would, because everything that is going on is kind of, I'm sure, excerpts from Midsummer Night's Dream. And I think that's what Midsummer Night's Dream is, is that a fairy comes and gives, you know, different yeah, things going on. Yeah, my daughter was and, gonna put that play on, but um, then school got canceled. Ah, uh, well, and the whole idea... She was Puck. Ooh, and the whole idea of this one is the fact that, you know, Dream wanted something to live on in the human realm that would be about the the true story of the fairies, I guess, in a way. And so he has them perform this play in front of the, the fairies and things, and they enjoy it, you know, whatever. And Puck, in particular, uh, actually stows away and is still in the human realm. He doesn't go back with all the rest of them and kind of disappears into the to the world. I think part of the reason he got accolades was Charles Vest did the artwork, and he has this very, like, illustrated Charles style. Best. And he didn't do a lot of work. He would do these, like, really small pieces, and so... I think the art was a big part of it. There's some could cool be, artists be. in this. I mean, he's I like his art, but I'm not like goo goo gaga over him. Right. Like a lot of comic book people are kind of. When you got Kelly Jones, Charles Vest, Colleen Duran, and then this Malcolm Jones guy. Yeah. Well, interesting to note that you know from Jones or whatever they talk about that first issue that uh, the muse there, and that he writes even in that script, you know that it's she should be thin, you know, type things and whatever, like maybe a little malnourished, you know, and things. And they said that her initial, uh, or that the initial art for, for that looked, she was too thin, you know, type things, and actually had the inker go through and kind of thicken her up thicken her up a little bit, nice. you know, type. Good job, type Kelly stuff. Jones. So. Pooch on that one. Uh, but, um, yeah, there's some mention of that somewhere, but. And then the last issue, I think, is uh, Facade or whatever. Facade. Facade, there you go. Sorry. Facade. Yeah, I know. My crappy English, you know, type things. But, uh, hey, at least I didn't say facade or something. I don't know. Facade. 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 The last issue was called Facade. That's right. And Um, then there were a bunch of, that one Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie that they made. 
Right. Yeah. The one, the one that Hugh Jackman was in. Was in. Right. But yeah, anyway, that one is, I, I, there again, maybe my lack of knowledge of the DC universe, it seems like it's about some type of superhero that just wants to die. I have no idea. Uh, that uh, seems to, uh, I don't know. Have At some... this point, he's still trying to wrap it into the Man, DC universe. Really was that Metamorpho? Now uh, it's a chick. Yeah, it's some type of female. And so she's like trying, she's basically, I don't know what kind of power that she has, but it seems like that uh, it's kind of given her like a albino look or something to this effect. Urania Blackwell. There you go. Oh, I got it. Some nuclear type of thing and all she wants to do is die, I think, and so death comes and visits her and, you know, things happen there from that. Google Urania Blackwell and see if that pops up. My phone is recording the podcast. Yes, so it can't really do that. Sorry. I guess I do that. But it's like a... But yeah, it's not definitely not one of the stronger stories either. I mean, out of all these, the best one's probably that first one, the Calliope or whatever. Um, but yeah... This, as an overall trade, is probably not one of the That's stronger Element ones. That's close. Element Girl. The character first appeared in Metamorpho number 10. Uh, I think she's like a female Metamorpho. So yeah, she has like the same costume. The chick that he was dating or whatever. I don't know, dude. I don't know my DC that one. Uh, well, good way to bring out some obscure DC person and then kill her. So. Hmm. I'm sure she came back. At some point. Sure. Yep, probably. They always come back. But yeah, so that's the Sandman here, Dream Country or whatever. It's, like I said, it's not one of my favorites, but probably have to read it to make sure that things follow along. Well, it's kind of like so. a bunch of single-issue type stuff. It really kinda is. like how Fables would do that every once in a while. Yep, it and is. And in this case, not it, always my he favorite. just did it like four of them in a row or something. I don't know. Strange. Weird flex. Now and it's it is pretty thin. The next one is you said what season of mist or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's got to be like six or seven issues, I think. Season of mist is it? Uh, probably so. It's a bit thicker. I know that, but I think it flows pretty well though, from what I yeah, remember. Yeah, I remember like the seasons. Yeah, I was thinking seasons of mist was one of the better ones. Yeah, I, think, really, I think that's when Don started buying in single issues. I read a few. Of them. Could be, yeah. Like first well, actually, I bought one. And well, I know you bought one too, but I don't think I read them because they look stupid. I honestly right. think but it then, started like, picking season up. Season of Mist was more. getting some buzz. Uh, I think it picks up even in general after Season of Mist in general yeah. and, and the whole mythology that he wants to create. So, you say so. talk about trade ripoff. Could be, and maybe it's not as well. It, uh, that's part of the thing here is that this whole thing may not be as good as what I remember the first time around. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of other stories, you know, and things that have come out since then, you know, and things. So speaking of trade ripoff, trade so ripoff. this the next one is the long shot the miniseries. Uh huh. But in 1989, they did a trade paperback. Uh huh. It was eighteen dollars. The trade paperback was of long shot in 1989, six oh, yeah. seventy five cent issues with the last one being a dollar twenty five. But trades wow. were new at that point. Eighteen dollars. So. Yeah, but trades were so unique. They I'm were. pretty sure I saw a long shot trade for like seven bucks. Are you sure they didn't do yeah. one earlier? No, it? I see that, but I think there was a different trade that I they don't did, know, like maybe. an earlier trade. I have no idea. Maybe well, not. I remember tracking these things down. Oh, that's some cool prelims. I have a version yeah. of this, but it's signed by Art Adams. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Well, we'll called, called, I was in line at San Diego. He called me out and said, Hey, is that the new trade? I haven't seen that yet. And he called me and he signed it for me. The new trade? 
Well, yeah, at that time, just come out. The premiere hardcover. Yeah, he hasn't seen it out. yet. Hmm. Yeah. He's like, oh, I haven't seen one of those. I think he wrote that. I think he wrote the. No, Anna sent he did. Wrote Are you the, sure about that? Yeah, she yeah, wrote so the. <laughs> no, she wrote the um, the introduction. Oh yeah. Yeah, she, she did write the book, but she also wrote the introduction to the, this hardcover collection. So here's the thing. I'm trying to track these single issues down back right. in the day. So here's the thing. I don't think I've ever read this. You haven't? No, not all of it anyway. Because wow. I don't remember any of this. I think the first issue took like six months to draw. Well, oh, and the cool part is Will Spertatio, like, inks almost all of that. Oh, wow. Yes. I'm guessing he didn't have much to do. Well, I'm assuming... the pencils are pretty... Holy crap, tight. look at those freaking panels, though. Jesus. I'm assuming that... Uh, it looks like there's lots of them. There's a lot of words in some of that stuff, too. My God, there's yeah. holes all over the place. So, I'm a little... like. Is okay, it any so good? Please don't go frame by frame on this one. No, I'm I won't. take all the rest then. It's it's okay. It's well, it's six issues. Uh, it was a mini series, but who is Longshot? So he's like from Mojo's world. Yes. So he's like a synthetic made person. Right. Okay. But so he's very lucky. As long as his motives are pure. Most very lucky. See, they didn't get into Almost that. Almost kind of dominant. If motives are not pure, he's not lucky. They didn't get into that. Yeah, they did. No. That's the uh, whole freaking point of this thing. That's this whole thing. Shtick. I don't. I remember he, him being lucky, but I don't remember them talking when he about gets it. Like, when he pure. gets like uh, off track and is like selfish, then everything goes to crap. And then when he decides to do good, then everything goes good. I remember that in this. And I did just you read, read it? it? And you just read, read it. it. Are you sure? You really right, didn't so, get the point of this, did you? I think no. you missed a major. <laughs> now it all makes total sense. No. So, ba it's basically, so he is, he's from a world called Mojo. Where Mojo, Jojo. Mojo verse, Mojo world, whatever. Um, and the rulers, there's three classes of people on this planet, universe, whatever, where he comes from. So, the, the big guys are, they're spineless. So, they're like, Mojo is, is the main guy. But they're like uh, little, oh god, I don't know, they're like little slug people that like, wheel around in wheelchairs so literally spineless yes they're spineless and so they have they've created kind of like the Kerrang or something from yeah so like that's <laughs> it's almost like ah, the doom like a I hovering, do remember that thing yes hovering chair like in doom yeah, or something yeah so that's mojo uh-huh yes if right up in here but so they're like the head of everything and they make oh, they make slaves and the and so they make these synthetic there's they look like humans but they only have like four fingers there's very slight differences they have like four fingers instead of five fingers and so long shot they basically they mind wiped him and then he was on the run cuz he was trying to uh, he was trying to do a, a rise up revolution and have the slaves take back over. Ah. So they caught him, they mind wiped him, and then he was trying to get away again. And something happened, and a, a gateway opened up, and he came to Earth. And some of the henchmen or whatever that were chasing him, they got in also. Um, so he's his mind is wiped. He has no memory of who he is or where he comes from, and he's on Earth. And he just kind of stumbles through everything, and like people, 
like somebody's like, oh, you should get some money. And so he goes and finds, like, he finds work as a stuntman, like, for a movie hmm. thing. And then he gets hurt, and they think he's dead. So the, <laughs> the, the director's like, I'll drive him to the hospital. He dumps him. And rather than drive him to the hospital, just dump him in, a like, a lake or whatever. <laughs> just oh, kind wow. of push him, push him away. And, of course, he gets out of that. And so... The last um, issue's double-sized. So it is. it's almost like seven issues. Right. Yeah. Which is great because it was double sized, so a normal issue was seventy five, but the double sized finale was only a dollar twenty five, so you're getting a bargain. Wow. It's it wasn't a dollar fifty. Did you enjoy it? Was it? Yeah, I did, but it didn't really didn't really end. It says right there, it's my motive that's off. And he starts getting hit by the lasers. Hmm. It literally says it's my motive. Hmm. I don't know. He gets down a lot in the book because he's like, oh, what was me? Like He's depressed, huh? Yeah, he gets depressed right a lot. Attitude. But uh, yeah, it just kind of ends like they go, back to, they go back to Mojoverse with, uh, with Rita, Ricochet Rita, yeah, I think Ricochet goes with Rita. them. And they go back to, and that's where the book ends. Like they go off to like go back to Mojoverse or whatever. And right. that's just it. So there's two things about this. So it's cool because like, Anna Cinti is talking about how she was kind of new at the time or whatever, and they'd basically let you publish whatever you wanted. And so, like, she came up with this idea. But it's, like, a totally new character. Like, they just came up, you know what I mean? Like, just came up with this new character. He didn't fit anywhere in the Marvel Universe. So then, like, when does he come back? And, like, how does he become a mutant? And how is he an X-Men? Well, I think there's an X-Men annual, and Art Adams used to always draw the X-Men annuals. Right. So at one point, they decided to throw him into the annual, and he just popped through a dimension, and it ends okay. up being like a mojo story. Right. And then he just hangs out with X-Men from that point forward for like a few years. So he's not really a mutant, per se. Well, they're saying, I think they tried to like wordsmith it to where like he was a mutant because he was different from the other clones or some crap. I don't uh. know. Because he has like that power where if he's lucky or whatever. Right. So, but yeah, I think that's what they tried to do. I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's it's kind of like a, I don't know, even know what you'd call it, like a fish out of water story, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. For, yeah, he's basically wandering. He basically he, came from this dimension. He's wandering around. Yes, it's splash. trying to make his way, and he doesn't really understand how the yeah, world works. He doesn't understand anything. He's like, really naive and clueless, and he keeps getting into little adventures. It is kind of a fish out of water. Right, and then like, and then he like, did. Uh, he um, the head, did he? you know. Um, she-Hulk and Spike, because he breaks into a bank and, like, steals this diamonds because somebody tells him that he needs to get money or whatever. And so he goes, I don't remember how he got involved in it, but... And then he's, like, he has all these diamonds and, like, everybody's saying that, like, he's bad. You have to give the money back. So he's, like, going around to, like, apartments. And he's just, like, here's a diamond. Here's a diamond. <laughs> you know, like, all these people, like, giving money back. And so he's kind of made news, and so, like, they, of course, they do the cameos to bring in people to buy it. So, like, She-Hulk is in it. She-Hulk finds him, and they fight. And then Spider-Man finds him, and Spider-Man fights him. And then they bring Doctor Strange in, which Doctor Strange kind of sort of makes sense because it is kind of magical. magical. So, like, you know, Doctor Strange is magic, and he's from another dimension, and Spiral. Yes. Doctor Strange hangs out for a few issues. Yeah, Doctor Strange really kind of helps him out. Because there's another character that came with him, and he's like a little puppy. Hmm. They call him Pup. He's really small. But throughout the book, he keeps growing, and he see he runs into him like several times. And he's always bigger. 
and he's like a magic magnet. So he's been on Earth just like absorbing all of this magic. And he just keeps growing like from this magic. And he's like, I'm so sick. I have all this magic and I'm gonna blah, like throw up or whatever. So it makes sense that they bring Doctor Strange in because Strange is, you know, strange magic. Oh, magical. But, well, he is strange. He's but magically he's also delicious. Magical. Like, what but yeah, that? man, those pages in the back are really good. The, the sketches, there's like a sketch section in the back. He only has four fingers on the chin. Yeah. Yes. I mentioned that. That we is talked about that already. freaking awesome. So awesome. good. Character designs. And Nascenti is talking in the for in the introduction. She's like, yeah, she's like this new kid, Art Adams. Because this, I think, was like his first thing that he ever did. Oh, yeah. But uh, she's like, yeah, I wrote the script and I sent it away to him. And he just came up with like all these cool characters. And like, yeah, it was like the... You know, the typical, like, creative story where the writer comes and sends it away and is, like, yeah. brings it back and he's, like, ran with it and so excited and he's just drawn every, like, page after page after page of, like, concepts and stuff. And But, uh, now, that, like I said, the art's really cool. I remember, like, well, like, obviously I didn't buy it when it came out. I don't even know if I have all of the issues. I have a lot of them, but I don't know if I have all of them. But I don't think I ever sat down and read it because this was... I didn't remember. You weren't really any a long stuff. shot guy. I was more the long yeah. shot guy. But uh, no, it was a cool story. I liked it. The art's really cool. Excellent. I was obsessed with Art Adams as a child. Yeah. Or yeah. Pretty much. Well, Art Adams is cool. He is. His art's pretty awesome. It's funny because he went to that phase where he had the super detailed stuff. And then he kind of went to a phase where he tried to streamline his art a little bit. I didn't like it as much. And now he's gotten to the point where he's figured out how to like make it even better and I just love his new stuff yeah. even more like he's like he evolved well, I remember like when really. he did the they did that fantastic yeah board. and it wasn't quite as detailed or didn't have but I loved lines. it it was great I liked it but I think that was when he was still kind of transitioning but man his new stuff is just phenomenal I just got this today did you, did you I ordered it yeah Ooh, Rogue Planet Colin, Colin Bunn. Bunn Andy McDonald yeah. It's Oni Press. I, I had wait like five months to get the second issue. Now. I had probably high hopes. Well, because of the shutdown, not because Colin Bunn is slow. It's mm. just the COVID. So it starts on, there's like a, it starts with like a scene where this guy is like on this planet and he's like sacrificing a child and then you cut to this team of like space scavengers and they're on a ship and they wake up they've got a distress signal and they think there's some stuff to scavenge there so they go to the planet rogue planet and they follow it along is and that where rogue lives no the, is it, does she already have the white streak through her hair and, it's, and weird things start happening and they get like weird monsters starts there's like a big trash heap it looks like a bunch of ships have come here before to try and Answer this distress signal that have crashed. So or as start Scott to get, would say, Ragu planet. They start to get suspicious. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then, like, they're, like, sitting there, and then all of a sudden a huge, like, lung appears and starts breathing, and they don't know what that is, and it disappears, which is really weird. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, more, like, it looks like almost Man, intestines with mouths appears. Man, I wonder... It kind of looks like David Bowie. And it, like, grabs one of the guys and, like, kills uh, them. It kind of looks like David Bowie. Yeah. Sorry. That, that's a reference. That's there, okay. I'm just trying to do a review. You guys just keep talking about it long shit. That's cool. Well, you were like... going page by page. <laughs> I was going to say, this book is right up your alley, dude. There's hardly any words in it. 
I wonder if it Cole reads and Bun, pretty quick. I wonder if Cool and Bun got like a page rate. No, for, this for is like no words. It's creator owned, so that doesn't work. Yes. The art looks pretty good in this one, though. Yeah, I thought the art wasn't anything to write home about. It's, really? It's, it's competent, but I don't huh, think it gave okay. like, me away or anything. It just feels really? like. Really? Wow, just, I mean, look at that. That's it. That, just didn't feel unique enough, right? right. Like that's what own. I was kind of concerned like, about. I mean, but there's just no hook for me. I mean, okay, so it's space people. They land on a planet. There's some kind of weird monster. Oh entity. my god! And there's some type form. of weird it freaking feels, monsters in the yeah. damn ceiling. It's like alien goo blob. Ah! I guess I'm waiting for the hook. Scott, I, didn't, I didn't get the hook in this book. Maybe there is a hook. Scott's really digging this book, but he didn't show up the $4 for it. Yeah, he did not. did not. That <laughs> is correct. I think it needed a hook earlier if there was Damn, a hook. Damn, look at I'm, that. I'm guessing there's a that hook. That is just freaking sweet. What it is yet. So right now Scott it just really feels like... Scott really likes the artwork. Uh, right now it just feels like a regular book. And I feel like... So like Cole Bun, like I love Six Gun, right? Yeah. But Brian Hurt is a phenomenal artist. I feel like Cole Bun's cranking out so many projects now. He's got to kind of like find artists who maybe aren't quite of the same caliber just to get people to like do stuff you know mm. i mean i don't remember the last time colin other than unearth which i love baltimore but other than that one I, when's the last time colin really collaborated with like a really really good artist you know on a creator own book I, I don't know i mean it seems like he's getting guys who are competent but just nothing you know amazing hey man mm. he's got to eat I know. Colin's got to eat. I agree, and I think this guy is way and, better than I could do. And McDonald's got to eat. Uh, I, so, I don't know. It looked pretty cool. But. Scott thinks it looks cool. So yeah, maybe, I'm, see it. maybe I I'll need more. Like I said, it's going to take a couple issues for me to really be sure. I just feel like so far it's a nice start. I wish there was a little more, but it doesn't matter. Cause I've, already, I've already pre-ordered like the next... 20 of them. Yeah, yeah I do I admit, I tend to be a bit more forgiving on the sci-fi world, though, too. I know, normally you, you am, get, too. They've probably been canceled and resolicited. I normally am pretty forgiving on the sci-fi stuff, too. And this is definitely in the sci-fi horror realm, which yeah. I'm not as excited about, but it's still pretty. I could do better than this. You could not do better than that. But, wow. anyway, it's a it's a good start. We'll see where it goes. Um, I'm hopeful it will keep going. He did a good job of introducing the characters and kind of telling what each one's job is on the ship. Like, he's a field technician, he's a mechanic, he's the pilot, right. you know. So this is... Don't bend my, my comic, what the hell are you doing? This is my question. This does less damage than what he was doing to it. Alright, so I have a question. I'm sorry. Okay, what's your question? So on... This is a... So like this panel right here, right? Yeah. Where you got the face and then you got this little... Like the cheekbone line. Uh-huh, cheekbone line. That does not look like it's inked. Is that put in? Do you with think the, the dude just drew the yeah. face and that was put in with colors because the artist didn't have anything except a face? Yeah, I think the colors sometimes add stuff like that, which I think is wrong. I do too. I don't like it. I don't know why the colors are adding like um, maybe or lines. this guy is like, hey man. I don't have time because he didn't do it. Well, he did a little bit. Well, here he kind of did it. And if you look over yeah. here, like her nose is all coloring. Right. It just irritates the shit out of me when I read books like this and they do that. Hmm. Well, that's like the new style. Like, I think the colors are almost I taking the like role it. of inker to some degree. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just, I don't and like they're it. they're adding like shadow and texture. And I was just like, why? Yeah. That's but it's always weird. like a different color. And so like you see it sometimes and like, are they using a different like... Pencil when they ink that? No. Or no, I think it's just the digital I think the color. the colors is going in there and adding some 
some lines that weren't there. And did the artist want those lines there? I don't know. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I I noticed that a lot. Yeah, recently. I see it a lot It just more irritates too. crap. I do not like it. Well, I think... Should this be like this? No. Don't think so? It's... No. It's not like the greatest art ever, but it's it, not like, It's not bad. Hard. It's not... Like, I didn't have an issue with the art at all. I'm just saying, like... No, I know what you're saying. If Cullen Bunn collaborated with, like, a super amazing artist, I can't... Like, six though, I think so it would really So, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So, if Todd Mc... Or if Art Adams drew this book... It'd be a, a lot better. Yeah, but it would it still... Would you still feel the same about the story? It wouldn't have a hook. No, it would elevate it. That's what I'm saying. The art can elevate a mediocre story and make it that much better. Hmm. You don't agree? I mean, it'll make me get more enjoyment out of it because I'll be like, well, yeah, we've gone over the artwork. I right. Don't know the story be, but you're it'll not going to be interested in the story. Could be. It's not going to make you more interested. I just said that I tend to be the other correction. It's not going to make you more interested in a story. I think I tend to be more forgiving. I think a great artist can elevate it and make the story better. That's what Chris Claremont said in that podcast. No, I understand that. I'm sure it can happen. I mean, there's nuances to comic book art that transcend just what's written on the page. Like when yeah. that guy came out to him at the convention with the, the pen up and said, what did you do on this? Pictures were a thousand words. Oh, yeah, yeah. That story of Chris Claremont. Oh, yeah, about the silent issue or something? Yeah, it was the 9-11. Oh, because there weren't any words. Yeah, it was whoever it was. What uh, did you do on this? Who drew he's it? like, I wrote it. Yeah. So he's got this, it's a pen up, and he's like, I got it back. And he's like, there's nothing to add to this. This is perfect. So he didn't put anything on it. And some guy came up to could have mentioned. He's like, your name's on this. He's like, what did you do? There's no he's, words. There's no words on it. It's just a, it's just art. And he's like, pictures. He's like, I wrote it. He's like, looked what at him strange. Mean? What do you mean? There's well, art. I wrote uh, whatever I told a thousand him what words. I told him what to draw, and then I got it back, and I didn't need to add out words to it because everything I said was captured perfectly. <laughs> Well, and to, to your point, like, if Art Adams had drawn this, okay, so the facial expressions might be better. The action scenes might be more grabbing or attention, you know what I mean? And that right. pulls you into the story, and so that elevates the story. I understand that, but... And so the f expressions could be better, and maybe and they maybe convey better um, emotion. You know, emotion. But you still don't have the hook. That's you, true. Your, my, your story, my complaint about the hook like, would not no be hook. taken. But... If it was elevated enough, and if maybe there I is wouldn't a hook, care as much. You're like, this is just middle of the road. Why yeah. does it need to exist? It has amazing blah, art. Blah, blah, blah. And it elevates it and makes it worth it. Hmm. I like pictures. No, I understand that. But, like, the main complaint, like, of image yeah. was, oh, these guys can draw, but they can't write. Story's crap, but it looks pretty. Yeah. And yeah. How'd they do? Right. <laughs> They're all millionaires. They're all millionaires. Well, they were. Right? They made but this story is money by decent. Now. I mean, it's good. I just... I got I'm, you. I just, I'm just curious where it's going. Hey, like your a, wife's watching. Like, why the last man? I mean, I like Pia Gare, but she's not exactly amazing. Right. See, so if Art Cliff Adams had, had drawn, drawn that... Oh, God. This book would be fucking phenomenal. Why don't, why don't you just have that... It's not now. Why don't you just have Dustin Wynn do it? Dustin Wynn, why? Because you love that Descender Ascender crap. Oh, I like Descender. I don't love the art in that book, though, ironically. Yeah. 
You guys That's were a, pumping that, up that the art was great. I was Aren't like, okay. I, do. I was like, this art's horrible. And you're like, this was great. There's some I, good this moments. Art's but growing like, on me. I wouldn't like. I love this art. I like the art, but I do ever, like that stuff. Every issue I read, it, like if it gets Dustin, better. And, and I think I've already admitted to the fact that if it's a good story, I am more forgiving on the art too. I agree, with Scott. Yeah, like I mean, like Pia Garris, she's a very competent artist, but I mean, I don't think she blows you away. But the story's so good. And she gets the story across well enough that it works fine. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, but Dustin Wynn, I, t I mean, there's moments in there where it gets better, and I like the art. But if he did his own book without Jeff Lemire with that story, own story, I like that. Probably wouldn't read it just because his art alone is not a draw. For me. And you just like to go the opposite way of everything I say because no, I, I dropped that stupid book because the art was terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think the art's and then you're like, oh, this art's getting better every issue. It does. It I'm, did get better. On like, me. It I really love this. It did That's grow good. on me. I always, you're right. Did it I always admit it. I like the, like the art in it. So, But it's not my favorite, I guess I would say. Like, I'm not going out looking for a Dustin Wynn original art or anything. Yeah, that'd be horrible. <laughs> that'd be I'm gonna horrible. buy some and just have it signed. Two dogs. My that biggest fan. <laughs> the art doesn't like grab me like some art does, and so I mean, uh, it was un that was more that that book's more about the writing. It hurt my eyes to look at it, it but it didn't hurt my eyes either. And in some points, as we went on, it, I did warm up to it a little bit. Actually. The problem well, I had, the problem I had with it is, it's just like it just got more basic and basic and basic. The where, art, yeah, uh, really, yeah. It was like it, it just looked like you threw it together in like thirty <laughs> seconds. Drillers are real killer. He's like, <laughs> to tell you. here I go. Wow, send it off to the printer. <sighs> yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> I mean, not everything's for everybody, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Some Pollock looking stuff. Or he needs to get I don't mind Dustin Pollock. Art. Pollock, sorry. <laughs> There's me again, dude. <laughs> God, why Dustin are you attacking Pollock? Dustin Wynn is kind of like Pia Guerra. I don't mind their art, but it doesn't. it's not a selling point for me either. Right. Like, it's it serves the story perfectly fine, but I'm not going to, like, seek out just the art. Hmm. Like that weird, what was that dude that took over on Fantastic Four? Leonard Kirk? Like, even Andy McDowell. Andy McDonald, like I would not seek out his art, but it it's competent for the story. It just yeah. doesn't like. I remember it. Leonard, but Kirk. Michelle Fifi, like I like his stuff. Like when I re when I look at like that panel, I'm like that is badass. I love that. Like it gives me like a visceral feeling. You know, it's yeah. like that's cool. Like I dig it. Like where she's like bashing that dude in the head. That is cool. You know, I like that. That is nice. Right. So I mean, sometimes art can elevate. Maybe Colin Bunch do a book with Michelle Fifi. I think Michelle Fifi go. does his own stuff. He does. And I don't think they're what the stories they want to tell are the same. Am I? Michelle Fifi's doing like a 90s superhero. Maybe he thing. wants to do it. And Colin Bunn does like space horror. Maybe he wants to do body an alien. Horror, Maybe Michelle Fifi wants to Western do an alien horror. He likes a lot of horror, does he? He's really a horror he guy. He's kind of in that, yeah. It's his, for his creator own stuff, that's really his niche. He's, yeah. Alright. Alright, we're waiting for Scott to talk Scott's about why the, why, why the Last I did not start I've, reading these. Sorry. Totally forgot what the hell was happening. But he's underwater. <laughs> Houdini! Yeah. Um, safe word? Yeah, safe word. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Eh, well, they're all good. This one, um, basically, they're continuing their travels. Um, Our Last Man, 355, and um, Dr. Man, or whatever. They're continuing their travels from the East Coast to the West Coast. 
And in this particular one, they the monkey's sick or something like this, I think. The monkey got sick? And so they had to go try to break it. Break they should have called it an outbreak. Yeah, basically they're trying to go get some medicine for this monkey. <laughs> so Dr. Man and 355 decide that they're going to go get the medicine and they're going to leave Yorick behind with one of 355's old uh, war buddies or whatever you want to say, Culpeper Ring. Or Culper Ring. Yeah. So um, anyway, they uh, they drop him off and this woman seems to be into some strange you know, uh, dom dominatrix type stuff and whatever else and is putting him through hell, gave him some drugs and things this things like that. But basically at the end of it, it he comes to some type of enlightenment where he's like, I don't really want to die, you know, type thing. And I want to live and complete this mission and whatever, you know. And that was what this girl's whole goal was at the very beginning was to get him away from his whole suicide ideas that he was through you know type stuff were not so much that he wanted to commit suicide but he was always putting himself in danger and it's not so much to make him you know stand back and not throw himself in danger all the time but it's more to be more conscious of it and trying to to be more beneficial rather than just going head headstrong into whatever not caring about himself so that's really probably half the book and then when they get back uh the group all gets back together. They go to like Arizona or something like that. And they have like a run in with a militia there full of women. And here again, I remember of, that part. Yeah. And, and it's another one of those things in which they meet another female who's very nice mechanic that, uh, you know, takes them in, shows them stuff, you know, and things and, uh, helping them out. Uh, Dr. Mann thinks that she's got this great idea that she'll be able to talk to the militia and get her way through because they blocked off the highway, which is like the one main interstate that can save them days, you know, going to, to California and things. And so she's going to try to do that. Well, this whole militia thinks that she's a spy for the government and all this crap and beat the crap out of her. So 350 has to go save her. And uh, when she does to do that, you know, a member of the militia comes out to check out the place where the mechanic lives and of course you know freaking death and guns and all this other crap happen and it's just you know it, every female that tries to be nice to them it seems like well in this case he's the last man so everybody that tries to be nice to them it also happens to be female freaking dies you know in a lot of ways throughout this book you know this girl's not the first one you know, they had the girl from the prison city, you know, type stuff. Where the apocalypse goes, Scott's nice girls finish last. It does appear that way. So, <laughs> throughout the a, a reoccurring theme throughout this, I guess, in a way. Don't be kind to others. You'll just get killed. You'll just get killed. That's right. Exactly. You'll just get killed for harboring, you know, fugitives or whatever else. It's still really good, though. And this freaking, that whole, this whole you know, book just flies, you know, through. Flies. Yeah, it does. I was going to try and catch up with you, but I didn't get there. You, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't take you very long. I, I mean, know, I don't I even think that there's a whole lot of words, actually, no. in this one. I mean, it's pretty it's sparse, just and it's just... It's just pictures. I think it's so well written that it feels like... It Maybe like, that's it. I don't know. Ooh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah. There's some interesting, cool. you know, imagery in this one. Imagery. Imagery. Safe word. What is a safe word? 
Uh, Putin. Putin. <laughs> there you go. Putin is a safe word? Mm. Why? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Why? 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 Why is it the safe word? I don't know. There you go. All right, we got one left. It's good, though. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm digging this. I only read about half of this. It doesn't get better. So here's his half. It doesn't get better. Heart right. of the Atom. Hulk, Heart of the Atom. I will say, I I really dig the Salvasima. I know. Salvasima is awesome. I love Salvasima, but I've never really read any Salvasima uh, Hulk. Oh, yeah. But I want to. Why? Because I just love the way Salvasima's artwork is, and it really wow. translates to the Well, Hulk. with the Hulk. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all right. So I read, like, this collects, I don't know, like six, seven, eight issues, maybe. Yeah. It's basically the Jarella... Saga. Uh, saga. So it starts out, and there's this character called Cyclops, which I guess they get away with it because they spell it with P. No, they spell it with a P, like P S Y K L O P S. So what the hell? That's how they get away. I don't know. You got me totally confused. Right. So there's it. It doesn't matter. I don't even know who this <laughs> dude is. But anyway, he has the Hulk, and they. Somehow the Hulk gets shrunk down and he goes into this subatomic <laughs> world. Oh my god, this yeah. gets dumber by the second. Right, I know. <laughs> so he goes down into this subatomic world. Subatomic world, and Scott. It makes perfect honey, sense. I shrunk the kids. And it's like a barbarian type of, like, magic and sorcery <laughs> type of world. And everybody's green there, just like the Hulk. Oh, yeah. I love that this jumps around, though. Yeah. That? Like 140, 148... We didn't want to put 155 in here, so we're just going to summarize right. it here. I know. And then we and go to 156. Yeah. But, uh, so the very first story was actually written, it was written Harlan by Harlan Ellison. And then I guess they just milked the crap out of this for the next 10 years, this saga. So he goes, he goes to this world and, um, the, there's some, Civil War or whatever going on, and it's almost like uh, Aladdin in effect. Where so Jarella is like the princess, and there's like her her. I don't even think it's her brother. It, it's not her brother because he wants to marry her at some point. But anyway, she he's trying to be. He's like the evil Jafar trying to take over the kingdom. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and so the Hulk shows up, and he wins her heart. He smashes. He so, smashes, but when he's there, he's the he he has the Hulk's body, but he has Bruce Banner's mind, so he oh, can oh, think oh, right. Professor Hulk. Yes, Professor Hulk, and so she kind of takes him. They become an item. They're gonna get married, oh, of course, and you know, fix everything in the kingdom. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Well, the the ray or whatever that he got hit with, like at that point reactivates and he grows and disappears so he grows back to the world that's so close to happening he comes back to the world and then the rest of it is dumb as dirt again so that's like the setup (laughs) and so then the rest of it is just some crazy way that they can reintroduce Jarella into our world or him back into that world and so it's supposed to be like this Excuse me, like this saga, I guess, with him and her. Because at one point where I that I read, it was like the Hulk's back on Earth, obviously. Jarella comes to Earth. He's dating Betty Brant, 
And then Jarella comes back and he's like, oh, I think I love her. And so like he dumps Betty Brandt. Betty Brandt actually gets married to like some other guy at some point. Because this thing, what? like Drew said, it does kind of jump around. So like, you know, I'm so the, the first issue was like 140. <laughs> and then you go to like 148 and then you're like at 156. So this thing ran over years and years and years where they would just come back. Or they to just the, come back. They would hey, come back have we to talked the about Jarella uh, uh, yet? Yeah. Now um, Bruce's love from that little bitty <laughs> micro planet he went to, or whatever. Right. I, don't know, I love how the really sure. issues are only like seventeen pages, and yeah. they feel like fifty. Right. This one, this <laughs> one is pretty bad. There's a lot of words in this one. It's not so much the words, and it's I haven't just they really, don't say anything. Yeah, and I haven't really. Well, they do, but it's like it's like you said now, like you know, like nowadays, it's like. Hulk jumps into a car and drives off to the sunset to <laughs> like go to 16th and, and Elm to rescue the damsel in distress. And then you, Meanwhile, you see a picture of him jumping and right, into the car. Into the like, car you don't have to tell me away. what your pictures are showing me. I can figure it out. But um, Now, this is stuff that I haven't read, and I, I don't know, it's kind of... It, I never even knew like there was a Jorella saga. Like I'm not a huge Hulk fan, so like I don't know who that character is, but... <laughs> um, but it's interesting. It's all part of the Marvel history. It, it is. is. Funny how she never really came back. In this. Well, I think she dies in this. Yeah, like that what? fucking matters. Yeah. Well, that is true. It is Marvel. I don't know. Right. So DC's anyway. probably though just as part of the Adam. Halfway through. Let's talk about the big news. The comic book news this week. Comics are coming back. No, they've been back. Oh, oh about how DC Yeah, so DC preview. completely Diamond. abandoned Diamond, and they're going with these other two distributors. The ones that they What the heck? Is there some type of weird, like... It's like a distributor war. Yeah, is there something, though, where they're oh trying to, like, so slander was... DC and stuff, too, or something? I mean, it's like... No, I don't Down with so. DC what? or something? Well, yes, it's because, because... Uh, people are mad, because now a comic book store has to order from two different companies to get their books. Because DC's only going through these other companies, not Diamond. And everybody else is going through Diamond, so I have to make okay. two. As a comic book store, I have to order two different from two different two suppliers. different suppliers to get my comic books. Where I used to, I only had to do one, and now they have to. But my question was, everybody's complaining about the extra shipping. But if you're getting two boxes of comics from Diamond, yes, DC comics, I thought of that too. Right, because we've been retailers. You're paying the same amount of yeah. money. I mean. Granted, there might be some mixing of DC with other publishers. Right. We've seen how inefficient Diamond is with shipping. Yes. You're not going to be saving that much money. It might be... I mean, Diamond may get a better discount on shipping, and so maybe you're paying a little bit more. Right. But, but it's I not wonder, significant. I wonder, too, though, part of it might be... Because I keep hearing about how Diamond or DC is just looking out for... They're getting a bigger piece of the puzzle. So are they getting... Like, if they were going through Diamond... Are they using the same discount tiers that they, they used said at that Diamond? They said that it's the same discount tiers, yeah. So it is the same discount tiers, so yeah. they're not... Okay. But yeah. I did... So I everybody was, told their retailers, like, well, you're going to get the same discounts you're getting with Diamond. Like, if you're going to grandfather in, you get yeah. the same... Thing. I don't know. It's it's kind of like... It's going to be a pain for a store because you have to order from two different places. Right. And now... Right. And now your DC is going to ship books on Tuesday. So you're going to have... New comic We could sell on. them on Tuesday. Right. I think I just sell them on Wednesday, though. <laughs> Maybe sell them on Tuesday. I don't know. I guess you could. But I did. So I was I was on Facebook today, and Wizards Asylum 
did an unpacking because uh -huh. they got their purse and it was from Lunar. Yeah. And it was like, they opened up the box and I'm like, ooh, bubble wrap. Yeah. And then, did you watch it? No. And then they're like, oh, there's another box inside the box. <laughs> and so like they pull out another box and then they open that box and there's more bubble wrap. And then there's like a divider in the middle. They're like, holy crap, like so this is amazing. Well. Yeah. Well, but I mean, they got to kind of establish Lunar DCBS but... has always done an amazing job with shipping. I mean, have they? But they didn't do like with when when I get my books, like yeah. they're they're shrink wrap, they're rubber band, oh, they're plastic. Yeah. They weren't that; they were loose in the box. Yeah. But they had a cardboard divider in there, yeah. so you had like half of them here, then a divider, and then half of them here. I mean, it was packed really well. Yeah. Um. But it, you know, when I get mine, mine are a little bit different. And I don't yeah. know if maybe they're going to go to that or if they're going to go away from, like, what I get. Or, no, I think know. it's just different yeah. customers. I mean, I don't know how they get the books from DC's printers, but I'm guessing they're in piles. So they just move the piles. Right. Whereas yours, they have to pull everything separately. Yeah. So. Well, and that's what they do, They because I get monthly. So, I mean, I'll yeah, get, they'll exactly. pull a week and then they'll wrap it. Yeah. And then they'll pull the second difference. week and then they'll wrap it. Yeah. Um. But, uh, no, I was reading um, a little bit. I didn't get all the way through it. It was like, uh, I think it was on Bleeding Cool, but it was Chuck Rosansky or whatever. Yeah, the Mile High Comics guy was mad. Yeah. Well, well I mean, I understand the retailers are concerned because you're splitting. How, I mean, Diamond just lost a bunch of profit, basically. Well, yeah, he was saying that Diamond basically lost $100 million a year from well, D.C., I don't know what Diamond does, but I mean, they do. I mean, DC's probably 30%. See, that's what I'm thinking. Their, DC, maybe 30 to 40%. Of $100 million? That's a yeah. shit ton of money. And it's well, like, yeah, because they ship, if, they sh if it's 30%, they ship $500 million a year. I mean, that's $150 million. Of wow. That's crazy. I mean, to think that they're running on a level like, I don't know. It was just, it was insane. But, um, but yeah, that, he was saying Diamond said that they'll make that up. <laughs> what you can make up a hundred million dollars a year? What the fuck? Right? Yeah, oh, we'll Diamond's be fine. gonna have called it's called layoffs. Uh, layoffs and uh, they'll synergies. They'll make their shipping more efficient. Right. And I think part I, they'll just and, slap and I get a it. label on a comic like, and send it out and send if it I was in a, a box. If I was a comic book retailer, I would be a little burnt ass too that. Now I have to order my comic books from the competition from a yeah. different store. Well, that's what I was. Well, a competition, and yeah. it's like, well, what kind of deals are they getting with Diamond? You know, yeah. Right? Or yeah. I mean, from DC, like, what kind of deals are they getting from DC? Well, yeah, since be, like, since the parent company kind of owns DCBS and Lunar, See, it's like, and I didn't. How does that work exactly? But he also like refer he re he made a reference to the way I read it is that Midtown. Is and and DCBS are owned by the same? No, um, you there's two distributors. Right, there's Lunar, which and, is DCBS, and U UCS, which and, is Midtown. Right, whatever the other one is. They're not owned by the same company. Okay, that was the way I read it. Yeah, I don't think that's. But you that read it would wrong or you said it wrong. That would kind of I probably read it wrong. But that would kind of burn my ass if I'm like Prairie Dog Comics or Wizards or whatever. Yeah, I can see that, but really they're not really in competition because. There are DC. If you're willing to pre-order your comics and get them mail ordered, I mean, there's really no competition between Prairie Dog or Wizards Asylum and DCBS. Like, if you're in there for the discount, there's no right. I mean, people who are want to who want the discount and want to pre-order mail order are already doing it. 
comic book stores are not competing with that. They're two different yeah. businesses in a way. It's just it, you it's know? the same I mean, old thing on the internet. It's like, oh, woe is me. The world's going to end. No new comics. It's all going digital. Or, you know, it's like one total extreme that the industry's dead. Yes, or it's I like, know. this it's is the greatest dramatic. thing since sliced bread. And, mm, true. You know what I mean? There's like no know. middle just, ground. You know, we were retailers for a while, and Diamond's horrible. Oh, know? yeah. And DCBS is a great company to get product from. And it's like... You know, because we were getting stuff from DCBS and we can retail it because it's from Diamond. It was horrible. It's like, man, couldn't we just have DCBS be our distributor because they're so much better? And now, like, in a way, it'd be cool if DCBS gets or if Lunar gets more companies to come over because it'd be nice. I yeah. hate Diamond. I mean, I know people are like, oh, Diamond's not. Now that Diamond's being threatened, everybody's like, well, Diamond's not that bad. It's like, but when Diamond was the only game in town, all you did was bitch about them. Right. Now that they're being threatened, you're like, oh, well, not that bad. There's some competition. Well, and the other so. thing, too, is like, I, what I don't get is, so Diamond is the only game in town. So what is this? How? Why did DC have a contract with them if they're the only game in town? Like, Well, they had to sign. Well, I mean... Diamond made a lot of publishers or publishers decided to sign like exclusive contracts with Diamond and saying that they're going to distribute all this right. stuff Diamond. Right, I guess to And that contract finally, this. like they did like three years or five years and it ran out and they had the option to do that and so their contract ran out and they were renegotiating and DC said, you know, I don't, I don't know what DC's strategy is to be honest because I don't really see one but um, they did It's it. just cut costs. Which possible probably I think DC stuff. isn't that interested in the direct market anymore anyway. You don't think so? No. I'm surprised Marvel still is, to be honest. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's like you hit all those points. I mean, like, Claremont, like, we keep going back to that because I just listened to it, but, <laughs> like, Claremont hit that point with, like, you know, the newsstand was, like, the big game. I mean, you yeah. know, you have people wander into whatever, like, Target or yeah. Walmart or the super the supermarket or Quick Trip yeah. or Quick Shop a convenience store Seven Eleven, and you have comics on the rack and somebody walks up and they're like oh what's this they're like open it up and they're like oh this is cool I want some more of this let's go get some more of this so where's a comic book store yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like it can happen and so I mean that's how it happened with us right exactly <laughs> and so then I mean and then also the other point where he was like saying about. I know I lost my train of thought, but like that direct market, and then also, um, yeah, whatever. I don't remember. Yeah, I was um, just making the point that I mean, the direct market comic books are such a small sliver of Marvel and DC's. Uh, yeah, right, and that's what he's saying too. It's that, like now that they don't even care about the comics. It's like all we're doing is creating IP for them to go out and make a billion dollars on a freaking yeah. movie. So I don't know why Marvel and DC, just from a financial standpoint, just don't go completely digital. You know, it's like people who want this, and I know you got the hardcore collectors who will still buy it. So I guess there's a little bit of money there, but I think I, don't I, know. Used, to, I used to own Marvel stock, and they'd send you like the quarter every year. They'd send you the book with like the profits. Publishing always seemed like it broke even. Like they spent about as much as they made. Right. You know, they would pay the creators and pay the books, and they would make about what. They spend about what they made on the publishing side, but on the merchandising, on the movies, yeah. all that stuff, they make all the money. And it's like, it's a lot. It's, it's an IP farm, and it doesn't cost them anything. It's breaking even, right? Right. And so everybody's happy. It's like you said. It's like a loss leader. It doesn't leader really loss. Loss. It just or, breaks even. But it right, creates it's all a break even leader. Whatever. It creates whatever. all this IP. It creates that all they this could IP. Possibly plus 
you know, there's to make a whole hell of a lot more money. They have a company, people have jobs, people get paid, it's sure, something to exactly. do. Yeah. And I think, you know, it gets as, all these people creating stuff. As long as they're not losing well, money, it keeps bringing the stories correct. Yeah. It's probably worth it. I mean, if, if it is, but I mean, if with COVID, I don't know. I don't have, know why they couldn't just go digital and do the same thing and not have to mess with distribution and, you right. know, all that stuff. They've well, already got I mean, the infrastructure. I don't know. That, don't that would killed, be rough. So, like, if, if, like, this COVID thing happened and, like, Diamond shut down, they stopped making comics and they said, okay, these are the last books we, anybody printed, like yeah. Marvel slash DC, they're like, if you want to read comics, it's all digital now. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that... You want to keep reading comic books? Well, I might. I mean, it depends. If I had to pay per single issue, there's no way in hell that I would buy digital. But if they had, like, okay, we're going to come out with this Marvel app where you pay $20 a month and you can read all the new books or, you know what I mean, yeah. or 20 bucks a month and sure. you can read and all the DC that. titles yeah. and you have access to them, then maybe, but, I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm just not a digital guy. I mean, that I like, good. it's fun because for me it is collecting. It's like yeah, having no, it in my hand, it's flipping the pages. Yeah, I see that. That's you know? a tactile thing. You but, know, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I read a book digitally, like a novel. I'll read it digitally, and I'll read it like in print. I enjoy the print more. Like, I, yeah. I like that tactile feel. I like flipping so, pages. And I don't it's know. Not the same experience, but I mean, the story's the same. I mean, but it is slightly different. I mean, yeah, I guess you'd get used to it, but I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's making this big deal about it. I mean, I, I don't really. I guess I'm just saying, since Marvel and DC, I don't are such see huge how it is such a big deal, and they're not that, and there's not that. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, other than, I mean... It's a slight inconvenience. It's an inconvenience. It's, it's an inconvenience, work. and I understand that. Because now they're saying, like... it's not the end of like, the world. Unless it, Diamond goes under. Right. Because, I just well, think it's funny, since you get your stuff from GCPS, since Diamond supplies them with product other than DC, and they'll be like, well, you guys are a competition. We're not going to give you product anymore. And they just cut them off. Yeah, but they're... That'd be funny. They can't afford to, because uh, DCBS <laughs> has got to be one of their... Well, Diamond, I, they're one of their huge... And same with it, Midtown. They're their two biggest accounts. Yeah, they're their accounts. two biggest accounts. They, I don't think but they could afford to do it. They probably can't, but Diamond's not the smartest company. Ever. Well, that's they true They might just also. cut their nose off to spite their face type of thing. Right. I think so. No, but it'd be funny if they did, because then Diamond wouldn't be able to get anything but well, DC. I mean, you've seen what's happened in the world... In the last three months, I what? mean, What's been did, did you imagine that at some point, you know, you wouldn't have NBA or, you no. know, go to school or, you know, <laughs> any of the shit that's happened with COVID? Like, it's all, I can't believe this shit's happened. It's a house of cards, You man. know what I mean? It's like, I, mean, I can't believe true. it. And then, it shows how fragile our economy is. Well, I never is. thought that well, we'd have, like, no movies for three months. Right. No, I'm yeah. not, I'm not yeah, saying, like, true. economy. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like... I don't stuff know. Stuff stopped. Yeah, stuff just yeah. stopped that I I, you never thought would ever stop. Like, yeah, I hear you. No, that is true. I mean, so. I was, you know, I was following COVID, and then like, I don't. They came on and said, "Hey, the NBA is going to suspend, to stop playing basketball," and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, this is real. <laughs> like, this is serious now." And not, not, not that it wasn't serious before, but it's like that's never happened. What's well, funny? It was like a minute, week before. Like, LeBron's like, like, I wouldn't play in an arena without fans. That's stupid. And then, like, a week later, he's like, oh, I didn't know they were serious. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, baseball, no baseball, you know? And, you know, yeah. school. No, it's crazy. Like, school school's shut canceled. Down. School's uh, canceled. I'm like, it was just March like, Madness is done. Right. It's like one hit right after the other. I'm like, holy crap. This yeah. is, yeah. it's insane. Like, it's insane. 
I really didn't know I mean, we were gonna ever have comic books again. It's not insane. I mean, it is, but yeah, it's just still made so different. Oh, that's the other thing. Like you were talking about, like uh, you know, I'm gonna miss issues or whatever. That's like so. I was you just I got doubles new, and everything. Well, no, I got the new previews. <laughs> Because you gotta order it twice. Well, I got the new, yeah, I got the new previews, yeah, and I'm flipping through it. No, it's next. Like, yeah. So, like, I get cancellations from DCBS, and they're yeah. like, "Okay, we canceled Savage Dragon 149. We canceled Savage Dragon 150. It'll be resolicited." It's like 152 is like what is solicited in the new previews. Yeah. Now, I haven't been on the website. I've just looked through the previews, and I yeah. see what they send me. So I don't know. Am I gonna order? Am I going to be ordering four months of comics, like, in one month? Like, I don't know. I was going through a lot of my and then, orders, and I was, like, ordering stuff that I had previously ordered. And then the other thing was, like, there were a lot of trades listed, like, Bang? Yeah. I only got one issue of Bang. <laughs> there's a trade coming And now there's already a trade coming out. Yeah. Am I going to get the other four issues, or do I have yeah, to buy the trade? Well, you know what I mean? Issues, like, yeah. I hear you. I don't know. It's strange. I guess I, I just need to, I need to go up. on the website and see. Yeah what they actually have offered because it's like we missed three months yeah i just want my batman 92 that's since everybody's losing their shit about it huh no they had them <laughs> they had them wizards and it was listed on my next is that ship. sucker punch is that it? it's not sucker it's something like that but it's not sucker punch it's like punch, i i don't drunk punch maybe it's just punch no it's something but uh i mean and i don't even care i just want to have it. I want it. I want it. It's supposed to be worth it. Everybody wants it. It's like that. Some people are, like, some dude was on Facebook or on Bleeding Cool or whatever, and he's like a retailer, has a store, or whatever. DC sucks. I'm having a 50. I'm having to sell every com every DC comic book in my store. Yeah, I know. Off. You know, these comic except, book stores are not the best business people. Except the Batman mm -hmm. issue, that yeah, 92, because it's why worth they have a because it's worth oh, money. But everything else is... Punchline, that's it. Punch oh, line. Punchline. The introduction of her or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's why it's... Well, and I heard something else, too. Joker's new girlfriend. They actually, the like... Okay. There was a misprint or something, or they had to destroy a bunch of copies, or something happened where they shipped them and they had to destroy them or I something. I don't know. They shipped a bunch of Diamond, and Diamond has to, like, pull them or something. I don't know. Uh -huh. I'm not sure. Also, right. also DC... I sell all the stuff that I paid two dollars for. I sell fifty cents. Just be mad at, really be mad at DC. Yeah, some of the comic retailers from that DC, so they're doing crazy stuff. Yeah, well, I read something. I had seen oh, that really being did. posted, you know, a little bit where they were all kind of peeved off, and yeah. it was like well, a boycotting DC or something. And I'm not going to order my comic. Mile High Comics had a comic DC sucks code word sale. Really? I'm not going to order my comics from another comic book store. Screw DC. Wow. All right, so don't get any DC. <laughs> Let me know how that works out for your clientele who wants their damn Batman 92. Exactly. Right. Apparently, God. they haven't met any comic book. I'm tired. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're, we're going to head out. Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye.